bollocks. Hello and welcome back to Unclassical. Hello, Katie's hit record earlier than I thought and so yeah, there might be a little bit of me at the beginning going, oh, <laughs> I don't know if it's started recording yet. Hi everyone, I'm Marsha. And I'm Katie and we are jumping back in this week <laughs> to kill a mockingbird. Oh. That big that long big weird was me searching for the book to reread the front cover. I was like, what the fuck is this shit called? I've committed now. How to Kill a Mockingbird. There's a nice guide on hunting. On hunting. Hunting. This is off to a good start. So anyway, back to hunting. Once you've got your copper... I just realised Katie can see the screen and we left it on a cliffhanger last time. I wanted to say once you've got your mockingbird and just started saying once you've got your copper bird. <laughs> Someone's got something on the mind. It is sunny outside and uh, a copper bird in the garden does sound quite nice right about now. But nay. I prefer wine. I prefer wine. I, I have time for a copper bird in a cider now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. No, there's a time and a place for everything. Anyway, do you remember where we left it last time? Mrs. Debose had died. She had died. Um... I will oh, yeah. skip ahead to the end. There was a oh, wait, there was the amazing fight between Scout and <laughs> Chad. Not so high and mighty now, are you? Ain't, ain't so high and mighty now, are you? <laughs> so there was that beauty. <laughs> she sinks a punch into his face. Yeah. She starts sailing through the air and just proper wags him. Roundhouse punches like, him. We're cool now. We're, we're, we're flooded now without fears. Yeah, that was a, that was a good that was a good uh, uh, making up the session. Anyway. And then Scout goes to bed and there's something under her bed. Oh, God, yes. The shy I. penis. The shy penis. <laughs> yeah, so Scout said, what does it feel like to step on a snake? <laughs> Ericus, what's that? What does it feel like to step on a snake? Okay, who touched you? <laughs> Literally. Is that that Boo Radley coming around again? Brings out his gun. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Boo Radley. No, I you... gave you one job, man. <laughs> So Jem comes into her room and starts like whipping under her bed with a broom and then there's a grunt and he's like Um, from Jem? No, from under the bed. Ah, a grunt. No! No! He wasn't a shy willy! Look, just as a little guide for all you creeps shy and perverts and People you might hide under children's beds. Certainly if you're willy hanging out. <laughs> That's... It's really gonna hurt if they tread on that, mate. Yeah, come on, self-preservation now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so imagine like, I'm nicely hidden. Whereas your penis is hanging out. Ah, she, <laughs> she has got her. Oh no! So Jen's like, it's not a snake. Oh sorry, it's not a snake. It's a somebody. Disgusting. <laughs> and someone starts emerging no! under the bed. And Jem goes to take a, a swing at yeah, them with the broom. Kill her. And Jess misses their head. And then they see that it's Dill. Dill, why did you leave your search of shy penis out? <laughs> Dill, what the fuck? <laughs> Dill, not cool, man. Not cool. Nah. I could have had your head Dill. off, Dill. <laughs> Dill, if I'd have killed you just now, I'd feel just <laughs> So Dill's run away, obviously. Obviously. Um, because um, his mum, I've also put her mum in my notes. His mum. Eh, Dill, maybe Dill's gender fluid. Like, yeah, you know, he's kind, of into, he's kind of into germ, he's kind of into scale. I ain't judging yeah. Dill, apart from the fact he's hiding under a bed with his shy penis hanging out. For that, I'm judging him. It wasn't so shy when it came out to play. <laughs> wasn't so shy till you stepped on it, Scout. I'm seven years old, Dill. <laughs> and so are you. 
And if you're hiding on the beds, I come back to. If you leave your penis hanging out, you're asking for it to get shot on. <laughs> Give me that broom, Jim. Sorry. Anyway. Imagine just walking in and seeing that scene, like, oh, imagine seeing it in its entirety. Someone hiding under a bed with just a lead dick hanging I out. I think like, I have to point out. I believe it was his hand or his foot hanging out. Right. No, definitely a penis. It was definitely a dick. Um, so Dale's run away from his mum and her and his new sorry and her new husband, um, because they take no interest in him because they got their own shit to do. Dale, it's not all about you. It's like, not all about you. But, it's not all about you, Dale. <laughs> like, well, I am kind of their child, but like, nice to be fair. You're not his child, Dale. <laughs> yeah, he has taken your mom's interest, and she is uh, she has moved on from you. Savage. That's pretty savage. Um, this is that's actually mean. He, that's not the story he tells at this stage. He's like, I was wrapped up in chains in the basement, and I was fed on raw peas, donated by a passing farmer who poked them through the ventilator to me. Can't, man. Can't, man. No, look, it's just bullshit. Being like, I've I've helped this situation by <laughs> almost feeding this starving. Obviously, this isn't what actually happened. But this idea, like. Yes, I'm a good person because I helped feed this starving child locked in a basement. No, you're not because you didn't help. You didn't help free the starving child locked yeah. in a basement. It's like you did the bare minimum. You did less than. Yeah. The bare minimum was just like on your way home walking past the police station. But there's a kid in chains in that house. Yeah. In a weird way, you kind of did more. Yeah. Like, it's kind of effort to actually go to that level to push peas through there. Yeah. And more what dangerous is- to you, you risk the chance of being caught. Yeah. Why didn't you just actually help you, freak? This is like Jen, like, why wouldn't he just help you, Dale? Oh, shut up, Jim. Oh, shut up, Jim. You know, this is why I like Scout. What? What? <laughs> what? It sounds mighty sensible to me, Dale. Like, exactly, Scout. Yeah, I yeah. like you. Yeah, I like you, Scout. Um, and why then... have they got such weird names? Because America, in a Nice generalisation. I just find it weird. Like, obviously, nicknames do occur. Mm. But, like, just the idea, like, of writing a book and being like, and I will call my character this. And we shall never refer to them as this. <laughs> Ever again. Okay. Right, brilliant, brilliant. Um, he then said that he worked in a travelling show with a camel, because details. Um, <laughs> with a camel! <laughs> oh. You know, up until now, Dill, I was like, I don't know if I believe you, but a camel? Fuck, I'm sold. I'm sold. You know, I just needed the one with a random detail. I mean, would he make up it that he worked with a camel? I don't think so. I mean, why a camel? <laughs> exactly. I mean, if it was making up be an elephant or a tiger, but a camel? Well, that's mighty believable. Yeah, it's like, it's interesting enough to be like, oh, but not so interesting to be like that. Nah. He's, a, he's an experienced liar, yeah, He this knows child. what to do. Yeah. So he travelled around with the show until he was near enough to make him that he could just walk over. Brilliant. Makes complete sense. Yep, solid. solid. Uh, in reality, um, he nicked some money off his mum and just got the train. <laughs> and then, um, but this Again. is still kind of true. He got the train, and then when he was about 11 miles away... About, 11 a mile. Yeah. Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he clung onto the back of a cotton wagon and rode the rest of the last 11 miles. I was like, that that actually sounds kind of cool. And it's believable because I mean, it happened. It's not a camel, though, is it? <laughs> At the end of the day, which gets you wet? I just can't say which gets the young girl wetter, Katie. <laughs> Scout is seven years old. I know. So, anyway, Jen is like, I'm going to have to tell Atticus. And the kid's like, <gasps> you can't. Fucking tell the parents, you dickhead. And Jem's like, no, this is too far. I'm telling Atticus. And there's kind of like this mood when he leaves the room. Like, all right. Apparently Jem's a cunt now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Sorry. Um, when did he become a cunt? Yeah, like, well, he's dobbing me in. Like, kind of. Fucking shit. Oh, shit. Um, Atticus is, like, totally not fussed. He's like, yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm just going to have to tell your aunt that you're here because, uh, well, she probably thinks you're dead and you should probably have a bath because you're filthy. 
And um, that's you know about what? It. Yeah, because fair enough. That's fair. That's fair enough. So that night, I mean, I'm really feeling her. Does not know? Do you not think you should let his mom know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, I don't fucking want to be on the phone all night. Oh, also... It's one phone call. Do you remember? <laughs> so last episode, um, Atticus explain, explained in inverted commas um, what rape was to Scout. Yeah. And at this point, he's like, rape and runaways, one evening. <laughs> so it's been an evening for you, Atticus. Just, what's the aunt called on? Alexandra? Alexandra, yeah. yeah. Just that like... Your house is weird. <laughs> I think I see why you thought you needed me, but I, this is all, all on you, Atticus. I, I'm gonna go. Just imagine, like, the first night being there, like, and all this happens, like, <laughs> odd. Odd. It's time for me to go home. So, um, uh, where was I on this? Uh, where was I on this? Oh, yeah, that night. Why did he leave his hand or foot out from under the bed? <laughs> He's a fucking idiot. That He's night, Scout's in bed, and Dill climbs into bed with her. Get out. Get out, I hate it. And um, he tells her the truth that, yeah, like his mum and her new husband aren't interested in him. And, and then he turns to Scout and he goes, Scout, let's have a baby. <laughs> I know! It's so fucking gross and I hate it. And, uh, and, uh, it's the kind of thing like children can have this conversation while they're out playing mm-hmm. football or whatever. You don't even know. are lying in bed next to each yeah. other in the middle of the night. Um, so what's oh, oh, Alexander at the door? Oh hell! No. <laughs> oh no, Dill, you get out of here. Um, so obviously they're kids; they don't really understand. Oh. Um, so they just say some shit about when they have kids, the kids will be dropped down the chimney. And then Scout says, "Not Scout." Um, Dill says something like, "Oh, there is a man that has all the babies already, and then he's the one that breathes life into them." Gosh. And obviously, like the boy is like, "I think you'll find it's a man that does the baby giving." Yeah, <laughs> like, obviously. Like, uh, really? Um, but yeah, so they're like, "Cool, let's have a baby." This is how it will happen. I'm glad you're ignorant. Yeah. Um, I, was, I don't remember the moment I found out where babies come from, but I just imagine like now I must be like, "You fucking what? You fucking?" That sounds shit. I also feel like kind of. I know sex leads to babies, but doesn't it kind of sound made up? <laughs> That sounds like a mistake to me. <laughs> the moon coordinates periods. Sex leads to babies. I'm just I'm I not fully buying it. Buy it. I don't buy it. It's just, it. And then it just grows inside you. Why don't you use contraception? Just don't buy it. It just, hey. it just doesn't. It doesn't seem like something that I would do. <laughs> well, use contraception. Nah, I believe. Grow that. a baby. Just don't think I'd ever grow one. <laughs> just, Terrible. <laughs> I just, I just think I leave that. So anyway, imagine if you actually use that as contraceptive method, like shit. <laughs> that did not work. You know out. what? You know what? Just blindly hoping it doesn't happen. Snap, stop it. No, happens. no. So um, I'm pretty sure Atticus says that Dill can live with them for the summer because his aunt's kind of like, oh, I'm glad you're alive, but for fuck's sake, <laughs> shouldn't run away from home. And so one night, they were all... like, oh, your nephew's turned up. He's here. Do you want him? Not nah. particularly. Like, a few months early, mate. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I'm not meant to have him till October. Um, now nah, drama. So they're all chilling at the house a few days or weeks later, I don't know. And there's a knock at the door, <gasps> and it's Sheriff Heck Tate. What a southern name. Um, and there's Does a... he measure his land in hectares? Just a hectate. He's going to own half the, st- half the county. Hectate is going to own half the state. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so there's a group of men on the front lawn. Gross. And they've moved Tom, the guy that... Um, that is the name of the guy that Atticus is representing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Tom Robinson. Tom Robinson. They've moved Tom uh, to county jail. And... 
So all these local men are kind of like, we don't want the trial to happen in Maycomb uh, because they're worried that the black community will essentially cause a riot. And so they're just like, Atticus, don't let the trial happen here. And Atticus is like, as if I can fucking control that. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm not God. Yeah, and it's just like, and also don't be so fucking racist. Um, so Atticus is also like, there's also this thing like the trial's going to happen on a Monday and he's like, the um, black community uh, have quite religious Sundays and they don't drink on Sundays. So there's a good chance like, you know, they won't be drunk on the Monday and they won't cause a riot. So yeah. just fucking chill out. And um, the men are like, that's not the answer that we wanted, Atticus, and start getting like kind of aggressive and almost like, like moving in. Isn't this just the thing with fucking men? Yeah. Like, you have not provided me the answer that I wanted. I shall resort to my fist. Yeah. Like, what well, fucking adult thing to do? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but are you literally two years old having a tantrum? Yeah. Yes. yes. That's how I resolve things because I'm a man. It's just like, sorry, but mm. again. Women are always taught, like, oh, we're the weaker sex and everything. Mm. Like, oh, women are so emotional mm. and stuff. It's like, um, I don't normally hear, like, an answer that I'm not happy about and then resort to punching people in the yeah. <laughs> Especially people I don't really know very well. Like, imagine, like, you know... And also, he's offered, like... I mean, Atticus isn't great, but, like, you know, like, the black people might riot. Well, they've got a fucking reason to, mate. Um, but just, like, oh, yeah. no, they won't do that. They don't tend to drink that day. Um, so he's kind of, like, offered an answer that yeah. should supposedly appease them. They're supposedly worried that there's going to be a riot. There won't be a riot. Well, I'm still angry because there's a black man near me. Yeah, right. she was like, so you're going to throw punches at me? Yeah! Yeah! Again, how did we get to the idea that women are hysterical and over-emotional <laughs> when you're here? So one of the men also, like, squares up to Atticus a bit and he goes, Atticus, you will lose everything with this case. Everything. And Atticus is like, do you really think so? Atticus checks his pants. No, still there. Still got it. Atticus has this kind of like move as a lawyer scout says that, um, or she she says that he uses it like when they're playing checkers and that kind of thing. And she'll move her checker to like um, a space and be like, do you really think that's a good idea? (laughs) And then she'll be like, some. And like, hmm, ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So he kind of uses that line where he's like, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) I thought you were a man with brains. And turns out, Fucking <laughs> <laughs> So, Scout's like, oh, he's got him now. <laughs> like, put him in the shots. What do you want, Scout? They got him liking checkers. <laughs> Shut up. Shut So, when the guy's like, okay, you'll lose everything, Atticus like, says, look, e- even if Tom's going to be sent to the chair, he's not going until the truth is told. So, like, obviously, he knows that Tom's innocent, and y'all fucking know it. And um, all the men start drawing in closer, and Jem shouts, Atticus, the phone's ringing! <laughs> Just jump, just jump. Uh, but it kind of like shatters all the men, and I guess they kind of like jump because like, oh shit, we're in the middle of suburbia. We're about to fucking kill this guy. His, Sounds a little unreasonable. His children are literally right there. Scout. <laughs> Don't kill him. And also throughout all of this, Aunt Alexandra, oh, sorry, the door made a noise. Ghosts. Dog. Oh. Okay, cute. Um, yeah, Aunt Alexandra is just kind of like, get away from the window. What will the neighbors think? Well, seeing as the neighbors are killing our dad. <laughs> Serious the neighbors are killing our daddy. I don't give two hoots. <laughs> I don't know, I'm gonna watch. So Atticus comes in and is like fairly unfazed by the whole thing. But Jem's is quite worried that Atticus is gonna get lynched and he's like talking about Ku Klux Klan attacks and that kind of thing. And Atticus is like, oh, there has been one of those around here for ages. And he's like, I don't know, Dad, that seemed pretty intimidating just now. <laughs> just reminded me. So do you know the story Good Omens? Omens? Omens, no. Well, it's about like a um, angel and a demon that kind of become mates. And we were listening to it. This is related. Um, mm. And we were listening to it on the drive yesterday. 
and it's written by a white guy well two white guys and they were just sort of doing this sort of like little bit when they're saying like even satanists aren't necessarily evil because you know humans aren't inherently generally they're not inherently mm. evil and everything you know they just tend to get caught up in the ideas of things <laughs> like running around in white hoods and lynching people and i was like i don't i don't think it's really appropriate for white men to say the ku klux klan weren't evil yeah i i, I don't think that's okay this <laughs> is they just got a bit carried away didn't like, they they murdered people they, they murdered many people yeah and were evil and also not just like you know casual bit of murdering tortured like people tortured. today still like tie people behind their, behind their cars and drag them yeah. until they die it's disgusting like, it's like they just got carried away like oh ain't your as privilege a white showing. person you do you do not get to, this book is a bit old and it's like there's another mm. murder which you know, let's say on here which does mm. didn't age well at all and mm. you're just like there's a certain bit and you're like mm. oh there's a funny bit though mm. where um slight tangent to good omens mm. where um he was they were describing like one of the first female characters that cropped up and oh, what was it they said it was like um she would have been described uh normally she would be described as attractive because generally that's how and then he was like because that's how men write because generally it's men who write women yeah and that's what's and, important yeah but then he proceeded to go and be like and she was attractive. She, um, <laughs> she had very nice features, and altogether they um, became an attractive face. It's like so. Ten minutes ago, you described a male character as he had dark hair and dark eyes. Mm. All we have of the female description, we don't know nothing about her eye color, her, uh, her hair color, or anything. We just have she is attractive. And right. it's like, Good. Swing and a miss, Sarah. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. And I just thought it was funny that deal. So I'm like, obviously, men are only really care about if women are attractive when they write them. She is hot though, don't worry. And <laughs> I am a man, so yeah, let's go. Let's get described. Just she's sexy. <laughs> so the next day, Atticus confirms um, that they have moved Tom to um, the county jail. Mm-hmm. And um, that night, he comes down and he's got like a light bulb on a long cord, and he says he's going out for a bit and for the kids to go to bed. And I think we can presume that they're not going to go to bed. Um, Sorry, a light bulb on a long cord. Is it, is it attached? Is it a lit light bulb? Well, not now. It's not plugged in. This is why I was confused. I was like, <laughs> right. I mean... I had the image of it like, like a light bulb on the end of a fishing line. I was like, Atticus, honey, I don't know where you think you're going, but you're going to run out of wire about two feet. <laughs> like, that's cool, Dad. I can see you from the porch. <laughs> but you were meant to be smart. God help that Tom Robinson. He's going to the church. <laughs> to see him, like, take the third step and it unplugs and just goes dark and stop in the middle of the night. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I really thought I'd get further. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> stupid. It's like the dawn, yeah? <laughs> The neighbours are coming here, aren't it? He deserves <laughs> you it. Make it. Well, you did literally put a spotlight on yourself. No. Anyway, um, they obviously sneak out after him. And in my notes, I like to sometimes like surmise what's going on with the plot. So when I go back sorry, through the book, yeah. my notes in the book, so I can see what kind of what's going on. And in this bit, I wrote, um, uh, so they follow him into town and they see his car kind of parked up near the office. And so I wrote, Atticus is in his office. And then two lines down. No, he's not. <laughs> <What was that? laughs> so, uh, they thought he was, but he wasn't. <laughs> like, um, so they think he might be visiting Mr. Underwood, who writes the Maycomb tri- uh, Tribune, and who lives above the Tribune office, like on like the local paper. But on their way there, they pass the jail and see Atticus is sitting on a chair outside the front door, and his bulb cord is like going through a second story window, and it's lighting up so he can read his book sitting on this chair. And there's like those bugs around him, but he's just oblivious and having a nice little read out loud. 
Um, oh, wow. It actually doesn't say. Um, if he literally just came to the prison to be like, hey, Tom, Tom, Mr. Atticus, you here to help me? No, could you plug me in? I wish to read up here. <laughs> I like, wish to read. Can you read to me? Nope. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I I will, will, will not be doing that. Oh, so you just came to sit here and steal... The prison's electricity when you live in a house. Yeah. <laughs> Electricity's expensive, Tom. They're difficult times. I'm not sure I'll work after this trial. <laughs> so you can't read it during the day? Fuck you, Tom. <laughs> Great. Okay, so, fuck you, Mr. Radicus. Fuck you. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> so they see him and um, Scout goes to run over to him and... Um, uh, Dill's there as well, incidentally, because obviously he's staying with them. Yeah. And um, <laughs> shit, did we bring Dill? <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, so Jem's like, no, don't go to him. Come on, I just wanted to make sure he wasn't getting lynched. Let's go home. And then, in one, in ones and twos, men got out of their cars. A lot of cars pulled up. Oh, he is sat outside the prison, and we've established he's not really reading to Tom. He, he is just... standing in the way, though. These men didn't come to see Atticus. Oh, but well, isn't Tom behind the bars? Safely behind the bars. Well, I don't know. There's probably a fucking sheriff in these group of men. Oh, okay, like, yeah. Well, I know, it's just bars. You, it's you think, sorry, you think the American justice system is going to protect the black guy? <laughs> probably someone's left a fucking key out. Yeah, but probably very true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And also the American justice system. He's been put, just like, it's not really a spoiler, but it, Atkins is outside, like, Tom's cell. He's on the ground floor level. They could just poke the gun through. Like, yeah. It, it's see. not pretend. They, they, they've made a choice to put him in that room. I see. Yeah. So, okay, uh, Tom. See why you came out of this. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you rude bastard. Heaven forbid I entertain myself while I wait. Fair enough. Still think you could have read aloud? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might be reading aloud. I can't remember what it says. Um, anyway, also just like him reading out loud. Atticus, Atticus, could you keep a slightly la- lower profile? <laughs> and then... <laughs> shut up! Atticus, shut Honey, they come whether I'm reading or not. Um, in ones and twos, men got out of the cars. Shadows became substance as light revealed solid shapes moving towards the jail door. It's just like, sorry, do you not have anything better to do? Literally, fuck off. Atticus remained where he was. The men hid him from view. He in there, Mr. Finch? A man said. He is, we heard Atticus answer. And hey, he... you started the thing. You were about to be Mr. Flinch. <laughs> and he's asleep. Don't wake him. In obedience, I assume he was reading to himself. Though. Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> get, man, get some fucking sleep around here. No. And then, <laughs> in obedience to my father, there followed what I later realized was a sickeningly comic aspect of an unfunny situation. The men talked in near whispers. Sorry, <laughs> we've come to kill this man, but don't wake him. It's rude. <laughs> Mad. Look, we might be murderers, but we're not sleep disturbers. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's a very reasonable request, because yes. Look, <laughs> um, I won't begrudge a person a murder. Let's not be disturbing sleep. <laughs> you know what we want, another man said. Get aside from the door, Mr. Finch. You can turn around and go home again, Walter, Atticus said pleasantly. Hectates around somewhere. The hell he is, said another man. Hex bunch so deep in the woods they won't get out till morning. Indeed. Why so? Called him off on a snap hunt, was a succinct answer. Didn't you think of that, Mr. Finch? So they basically like called him off like, oh, there's some nice hunting be doing in the forest and nice hectate. I'm sure the town would be mighty quiet with you gone with Mr. Tom Robinson moving to county jail. 
Well, that all makes complete sense to me. Well, it's almost as if he just doesn't fucking care. <laughs> yeah. Thought... Like, you either just don't care or you're mind-numbingly stupid. Mm -hmm. Neither good for the sheriff. Yeah. I presume that's what a snipe hunt is. Maybe he's like, there's someone doing bad shit in the woods and you need to go get him. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, thought about it, but didn't believe it. Well then, my father's voice was still the same. That changes things, doesn't it? It do. <laughs> Another it do. It do. It real do. Another deep voice said, its odor was a shadow. Do you really think so? Said Atticus. <laughs> Do you really think so? <laughs> do you actually really think so? You're do you, do you fucking stupid. Think that stupid. <laughs> this was the second time I heard Atticus ask that question in two days, and it meant somebody's man was about to get jumped. <laughs> so, uh, this was too good to miss. I broke away from Jem and ran as fast as I could to Atticus. Jem shrieked. <laughs> 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 it's like, God, I'm glad to watch my dad die. My sister, I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and tried to catch me, but I, but I had a lead on him and deal. I pushed my way through the dark, smelly bodies and burst into the circle of light. Hey, Atticus! <laughs> you can't shoot him as a child present. Literally. I thought he would have a fine surprise, but his face killed my joy. A flash of pain and fear was going out of his eyes, but returned when Dill and Jem wriggled into the light. Like, literally, oh, fuck, that's still Okay, get it together, get it together. Dill! Jem! Fuck! He said Dill twice. Dill! Dill! He doesn't care about Jem. Scout. No, oh, did I say Jem at the beginning? No, you said Dill, Dill, Jem. Well, you know what I mean. Fuck's sake, there's a lot of weird names in this book. Scout, fuck. Not one of these is a name. <laughs> at the end of the day, what you're called? Scout, Dill, Jem! None of you have names! <laughs> I should have named you before we all got killed tonight. Jem. Jem is a name. Shut up, Jem. Shut no one cares Jem. about no you. No one cares. So they yeah, wheel into the light. There was a smell of stale whiskey and pig pen about. Nice. <laughs> oh, I know you came to murder tonight. You could at least have a fucking shower. <laughs> You're polite enough to whisper when a man sleeps. At least fucking watch. Like, you have the audacity. You have the, the, the decency, sorry. To not wake a sleeping man, but you don't have the decency for my nose. It's <laughs> so rude. When I glanced around, I discovered that these men were strangers. They were not the people I saw last night. Hot embarrassment shot through me. Oh, shucks, I don't even know you. I'm in my nightdress. <laughs> I had leaped triumphantly into a ring of people I had never seen before. Well, <laughs> she's turned around. Well, I suppose it's time for formal instructions. Uh... What's her last name? Finch. Scout Finch. Who am I, Atticus? <laughs> Jane Louise Finch. Nice to meet you, but you may call me Scout. You may call. No, you don't get to because you seem like a sucker. <laughs> you seem like a murderer to me. You seem my suspicious, sir. <laughs> Atticus got up from his chair and he was moving slowly like an old man. Yep, he's old. <laughs> my God, you're old. He put the newspaper down very carefully, adjusting its creases with lingering fingers. They were trembling Wait, a little. I thought it was a book. Hey, he's reading. I never specified what. <laughs> <laughs> Go home, Jim, he said. Take Scout and Dill home. Sorry, turn the page. <laughs> we were accustomed to prompt, if not always cheerful, acquiescence to Atticus's instructions. But from the way oh, he... Oh, I lose this. We'll do it. We'll do it, Jim. I mean, um, Atticus. Um... But from the way he stood, Jem was not thinking of budging. Go home, I said. Jem shook his Go head. Go home. Where's that from? It's too niche. It's from Return to Oz. Toto, go home. <laughs> hey, man. It's 
on Netflix now. Y'all could do with some education. Go watch Return to Oz and you can see Dorothy go, Total, go, go home. home. Like, <laughs> you really like the O's, huh? Oh, no. References are so fucking niche. Anyway, you did a podcast on classical literature and misogyny, but you didn't think there'd be some niche references in it. Okay, you have got to get with the time. <laughs> um, go home. Go home, I said. That's um, in the eighties, actually. That um, that Dorothy film. Oh, I know. That's it. Yes, it is. Um, Jim shook his head as Atticus's fists went to his hips. <laughs> I said, go home. <laughs> Master Jim, so did Jim's. I took do that, Atticus. Um, Scout and Joe just look at each other and casually put their hands on their hips too. The men look around and do the same like, oh, this is a good old-fashioned power <laughs> And as they faced each other, I could see little resemblance between them. Jim's soft brown hair and eyes, his oval face and snug-fitting ears were our mother's, contrasting oddly with Atticus's grey and black hair. Snug-fitting ears. That close to your head? It's a bit weird, isn't it? Like, tiny ears. It's so claustrophobic. <laughs> They're too snug. They're too snug on your head. Your head looks like you want the monster escape. <laughs> Mutual defiance made them alike. Son, I said go home. Jim shook his head. I'll send him home, a burly man said. And um... Sorry, are you actually just going to beat up a child? Like, you're going to put hands on my kid and grab Jem and roughly by the collar. He yanked Jem nearly off his feet. Don't you touch him. I kicked the man swiftly, barefooted. I was surprised to see him fall back in real pain. I intended to kick his shin, but I aimed a little too high. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, fucking well done. But literally, fucking well done, because Atticus goes, that'll do, Scout. He was literally going to kill your fucking son. Am I the only one who's going to step in now, Atticus? Atticus. He just manhandled your child. Yeah. Unacceptable. Yeah. And Atticus says, Atticus put his hand on my shoulder. Don't kick, folks. No. What? Don't, don't fucking manhandle children, Atticus. I think they murder people. I'm the one in the fucking right here. Yeah. Oh, he said, as I was, oh, as I was pleading justification. Um, ain't nobody going to do Jem that way, I said. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Mr. Finch, get him out of here, someone growled. I was like, all right, Mr. Finch. Get him out of here. They're being mighty loud, don't you know, Mr. Robinson? Sleeping. <laughs> you got 15 seconds to get him out of here. Or what? Are you going to kill my children? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Where the fuck do you guys get off? Like, were you just like sat in bed tonight and were like, damn, I, I could do with me some murdering and, and damn it, I'll kill some kids too on the way. Like, I do love. How? Sad little life. Why is that like the epitome of this bird? Why? But why is it? It's just like, how sad and little does your life have to be that you're like, yeah, genuinely going to kill someone? Yeah, like, do it. Not yeah. even like somebody's actually wronged you. Like, you know, I can understand like this person has massively wronged mm. me personally, and I can understand that crime of passion feeling. Yeah, not that I've ever had it. <laughs> but no, I understand that. But just the idea of like, there is a person in the world who has never done yeah anything wrong to me. But I'm gonna fucking get their life tonight. I'm gonna kill them and some other innocent people too because I'm a man and I'm my a man emotions and I, matter. And I protect my own. It's fucking stupid. In the midst of all this strange assembly, Atticus stood trying to make Jem mind him. I ain't going, was his steady answer to Atticus's threats, requests, and finally, please, Jem, take them home. Please, <gasps> Jem, go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, Atticus... Oh, no, wait, I understand why you're here again. I was going to say, Atticus, why don't you come home with us? But then I see that the guy will die. So 
Again, we've just come full circle. We're going to stay here. I was going to read this detail out, but it just made me laugh. <laughs> they were sullen-looking, sleepy-eyed men who seemed unused to late hours. Look, Atticus, I'm real tired, and I'm this close to killing your fucking kids, so I could just go to bed. Look, I gotta get up at 7 a.m. It's quarter past one, and I'm getting real sleepy. They're probably, they're farmers, I probably. Like, I gotta get up at 4 a.m. Probably 3 a.m. So go the fuck to bed and stop killing people. <laughs> I don't see why that's my fucking problem yeah, go like, home so if i just sit here for another few hours you'll just leave to go to work yeah okay <laughs> okay <laughs> i got to read my paper i saw it once again for a familiar face and at the center of the semicircle i found one hey mr cunningham the man did not hear me it seemed hey mr cunningham how's your entailment getting along do you remember who mr cunningham is isn't he like it's like he's a cunning oh it's um the little boy's dad with no shoes. Yeah, the one that came to dinner. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, Scout like shamed him. Oh. Yeah, and um, Atticus, Atticus helped him with the entailment, and then Mr. Cunningham doesn't like to be in debt, so like paid Atticus back with like loads oh, of firewood and stuff. Oh, yes, and I was like, mm. damn it, Jim Louise, you do make a good point. You make I a really, good point. I really should not kill your father. <laughs> he seemed uncomfortable. He cleared yeah, he his. Should do. I love when men feel uncomfortable. He cleared his throat. <clears throat> I was really hoping to do some murder tonight, but you're making it mighty awkward. <clears throat> Want to do some murdering? I had you here bringing up my debts to your dad. Just <laughs> <laughs> let a guy murder in peace. <laughs> he cleared his throat and looked away. My friendly overture had fallen flat. Mr. Cunningham wore no hat, and the top half of his forehead was white in contrast to the sun-scorched face. I love it when, um, because, like, the book I'm reading at the moment, next one's book, mm. um, there's just so much stuff like, he wore no hat. Oh, it's like a the epitome of like bad taste. Like he's, it's like the equivalent of like he strolled on with his dick flapping. Around. <laughs> I didn't have a hat. And and didn't even have a hat. And it's like, my God, hats were a big deal. He's given a whole new meaning. Like the sun has got his hat on. Hooray! Because he's been a fucking slut up until now. <laughs> like finally put away. Like I was getting burst. Don't you remember me, Mister Cunningham? I'm Jean Louise Finch. You bought us some hickory nuts one time. Remember? I I don't know, but I guess it's kind of nice. Or maybe it's one of those things like, Mr. Cunningham bought you hickory nuts. Oh man, they're disgusting. He bought you hickory nuts. Be grateful. Thanks, Mr. Cunningham. Because in my brain, I, I really, I think, now I'm thinking of chicory. Um, <laughs> hickory is one of the stable hands from the, the Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, get those horses in. Hickory, hickory. hickory. What's this one? Hickory, tickory, talk. Is that it? The mouse. Or is it dickory? <laughs> Hickory tickory tock, the mouse went up the clock. Alright, someone doesn't know the tune. Hickory tickory dock, the mouse ran up the clock. The clock struck one, the mouse ran down. Hickory dickory dock, tick tock. But is it hickory? I don't know. Anyway, move it on. My tune was better. <laughs> um, yeah, don't you remember I'm Jean Louise Finch? Um, I began to sense the futility one feels when unacknowledged by a chance acquaintance. Uh, rude. Uh, <laughs> I'm standing like fucking here. <laughs> I go to school with Walter, I began again. He's your boy, ain't he? Ain't he, sir? Oh, wait, there's a bit here. <laughs> He's in my grade, I said. And he does right well. He's a good boy, I added. A real nice boy. We brought him home for dinner one time. Maybe he told you about me. I beat him up one time, but he was real nice about it. And <laughs> suddenly it's getting easier to lynch your dad again. <laughs> Tell him hey for me, won't you? Atticus had said it was polite. It was a polite thing to talk to people about what they were interested in, not about what you were interested in. 
Mr. Cunningham displayed no interest in his son, so I tackled his entailment once more. I guess you don't care about your son. My mistake, my mistake, so this entailment. <laughs> that my daddy here held for you, <laughs> that you are now attempting to kill. I do not understand why you are suddenly feeling so awkward. <laughs> Entailments are bad, I was advising him, when I slowly awoke to the fact that I was addressing the entire aggregation. The men... Yeah, aggregation. And they're aggregated. Aggravated. An aggregator is a collector. There we go. I was like looking at that word and I was like, is that the right word? Is she hadn't played with she me. She was talking to an aggravation of men. <laughs> aggravated aggravation. You know, yeah, you know how like um, groups of things have yeah. names like, you know, Lion is a Pride, a group, yeah. group of Crows is a Murder. A group of men should be an aggravation. <laughs> an aggrava- well, they're probably very aggravated. Damn, they're aggravating. <laughs> yeah, amazing. amazing. Oh, um, it's an aggravation of men. The men were all looking at me. Some had their mouths half open. Atticus had stopped poking at Jem. They were standing to, uh, together beside Dill. Their attention amounted to fascination. Atticus's mouth even was half open, an attitude he had once described as uncouth. Our eyes met and he shut it. Atticus, I know it's a stressful situation, but shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Atticus, there's no need to look like that, <laughs> Well, Atticus, I was just saying to Mr. Cunningham that entailments are bad and all that, but you ain't to worry. It takes a long time sometimes, but you'd all ride it out. Turn the page. Together. I was slowly drying up, wondering what idiocy I had committed. Entailment seemed all right enough for the living room talk. I began to feel sweat gathering at the edges of my hair. I could stand anything but a bunch of people looking at me. They were quite still. What's the matter? I asked. Atticus said nothing. I looked up at Mr. Cunningham, whose face was equally impassive. Then he did a peculiar thing. I'm, I'm losing the accent. Eat a frog. Eat a frog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat that frog. <laughs> gonna eat that frog. He squatted down and took me by both shoulders. Don't I'll, touch me. Don't fucking touch me. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell him you said, "Hey, little lady," he said. Then he straightened up and waved a big paw. Let's clear out. He called. Let's get going, boys. And they all there went. There won't be no more to hear tonight. Mm. Like it's also just like so. You all went out, like a group of like, what, 10 guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, like, let's go do a murder, let's go do a murder. Damn, a seven-year-old has talked some sense into us and that, that was all it took. Like, do you not see that you're just fucking insane and over But also, they don't overly like, go home like, how did the murdering go, kill, go honey? Well, to be honest, I was fucking bested by a seven-year-old. Do you think he might want to change your ways? Do you think he might be ignorant? No, not really. I'm just going to try and sleep this one off. And then I think maybe I'll probably try again some other time. Yeah. Like, you know, I can... I'm just going to wait till the little girl goes home. <laughs> She's got to go to school sometime. <laughs> Atticus, like, I'm going to leave you sat up here. <laughs> you seem to have a down, Scout. So when all the men go, um, Atticus um, kind of crumbles and just sort of like rests his head against the jail door. And that's when we hear Tom. Mr. Finch, they gone? They gone, Tom. Get some sleep. They won't bother you anymore. Yeah, because Scout fucking bested them. Yeah. Scout, thanks, man. Scout, would you mind sticking about? I'd sleep mighty better if I know you're out there. Sharp thing, Tom. Sharp thing, Tom. Atticus, don't hand me that bad. <laughs> and then Mr. Underwood, the guy that lives above the Tribune, he shouts from his window, You're damn tootin' they won't. Had you covered the whole time, Atticus. He's literally been up there with his shotgun ready. Maybe announce yourself before you let a little girl defuse the situation. Well, he was like, 
Hey, not at all punches just yet. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. To be fair, that little girl seems to be handling it like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> and she said the thing about the entailment. She was like, ooh, ooh I don't she like got you. Anymore. Did you guys hear something? <laughs> that damn, that damn. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, oh, how's the entailment going? Ooh. We'll say, local journalist, how's that entailment? That, that's going on the front page, Scout. <laughs> Scout. Scout. Hmm. Funny. <laughs> So on the way home, Scout sees um, Atticus ruffle Jem's hair, a solitary act of affection. Like, he, men. Men. Like, he literally came to save you and he was like, Sir, you're all right. Men are so weird. Like, <laughs> they are fucking weird. I mean, I struggle to show affection, but that's because I'm British. Like, <laughs> British are fucking awkward. Well, yeah, Atticus, you're not British, you're American. You're meant to just, I don't know. Also, if someone had come to save my fucking life, I actually probably would give them a cuddle. I can't say it's a high stress situation, but I'm like. Don't touch me. <laughs> Actually, not if it was you. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine it. Don't touch I pictured me. like someone who would like a cuddle. Like if it was someone who would like a cuddle, Katie, I'd like you know I'll suck up my myself own... out for that one cuddle. Like, yeah. Bet you they saved my life, Katie. I'll give him a cuddle. Stuff from they'd have to initiate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd have to know that they wanted it. They'd have to look slightly wanting. <laughs> You look like the kind of person that likes to cuddle. The thing is, I think we do look like the kind of people that would like a cuddle like, and that is where you've got me long. Why? I don't like to be No, touched. like, no, back off. It's trial day. So Atticus has told Jen, Scout and Dill not to come, but he's listening to Atticus. <laughs> Atticus, mate, Scout fucking besties that fight. We're fucking coming. At this point, Atticus, I think you should let Scout present the whole fucking trial. Yeah. She doesn't even fucking understand what rape is. <laughs> You know what? The fact that this is all so stupid, I'm gonna hand over to my daughter. She's seven, and she will win. <laughs> she will. That win. is how certain I am, and that you're stupid. <laughs> all right. I love when Scout. we get a bit of attitude. Scout. We lose the southern, we go to the Bronx. It's a fucking stupid war. <laughs> Some fucking stupid shit, yeah. <laughs> so you need that. It's because there's no attitude in the um. It's too late. Oh, is this why the book's so long? Because they have to take such a long, long time, time to say it. So they get Ain't to... nothing worth saying unless it takes a long time to say. So they get to the court and pretty much the whole town has turned out. And there's a Mr. Dolphus Raymond. Uh, I, I just... So sometimes I read things straight from the book. And as you know, I tend to take out the uh, really bad racial slurs. And... Uh, you know, I just gotta, I mean, yeah, be aware not to say that out loud. Okay. Um, in a far, in, in a far corner of the square. In a fuck. In a fuck. <laughs> Fucked it already. <laughs> so I gotta get my accent back. Southern, are you gonna eat that too? In a fuck. <laughs> if we ever release, um, like, merchandise, are you gonna eat that too? Should be on a t-shirt? <laughs> I'd wear that t-shirt. I fucking want it. And it's just, <laughs> just a, a toad. Sorry, just a speech bubble at the side. You can't see you saying it. I'm just a toad looking worried. Looking worried, but also with, like, a bit of grass chewing, a bit of out of his mouth. Yeah. And he's chewing, like, you're gonna eat. Me. No. I'm not an edible toad. <laughs> Don't eat me. I'm a toad in a far corner of the square. <laughs> that toad. <laughs> something that's actually quite serious. <laughs> in a far corner of the square, uh, the black people sat quietly in the sun, dining on sardines, crackers, and the more vivid flavors of Nihi Cola. Sorry, I have a question. Is this someone that something? Is, is this 
something that someone, a character is saying, or is this just... The this is a scout's narration. So she's using the M word. She's using that one. Mm. Katie okay, looked like she was going to write a note then. <laughs> Scout minus one. I mean, quite a few minuses. Let's Scout be honest. A racist. <laughs> Interesting. She's got my little tally of everyone who uses bad words. Scout, you know when you're on the list. I just wanted to draw attention that they're having the more vivid flavors of cola. It's what kind like, of flavors? I, mean, I want one. It's just that kind of thing, isn't it? I mean, I still think it's wrong. Like, you know, like um, Tarantino films where he's like i'm going to show then he's he's now southern as well um tarantino famously southern guy yeah he's like, i'm going to show that this character is racist because they're going to say the n-word every five fucking yeah, words like and fucking you're like well clearly no you actually just yeah. like the use of that word this is a reflection on you mm. you don't have to use that word to show that someone is a bad person and the fact that you're so fucking trigger happy with it as well i was kind of imagining like how in the book when they use that word mm. they're doing it from like this is what the character's saying all the yeah. time but it's different when it's like it's in the narration yeah and like yeah. there's oh no they do just yeah straight up refer to them that way that is yep. not cool um so uh, a mr dolphus raymond sat with them jam said deal he's drinking out of a sack mr dolphus raymond that sounds soggy <laughs> yeah yeah well that's hilarious yeah mr dolphus raymond seemed to be doing uh, seemed to Seemed to be so doing. That's fucking hard to say. Mr. Raymond seemed to be so doing. <laughs> yeah. You gotta say it in the end. <laughs> you gotta seem to be so doing. Two yellow drug straws. Why can't I fucking talk anymore? Two yellow drug store straws. Two yellow drug store straws ran from his mouth to the depths of a brown paper bag. Ain't ever seen anybody do that, murmured Dill. How does he keep watching it in it? Jem giggled. He's got a Coca-Cola bottle full of whiskey in there. That's so as not to upset the lady. <laughs> You'll see him sip it all afternoon. He'll step out for a while and fill it back up. Why is he sitting with the colored folks? Okay, God. <laughs> see, Katie said the wrong... Yeah, why is he sitting with the pe people of color? Always does. He likes them better than he likes us, I reckon. Fair enough. Lives by himself way down near the county line. He's got a black girlfriend. And all sorts of mixed chillin. Uh, show some of them if you see. I'll show him some. I'll show you some of them if we see him. Fuck it out. Um, he doesn't. Oh fuck's sake. He doesn't look like trash. Said Dill. Oh god. Dill. I do just like the term. He's got some chillin though. Yeah, chillin. Children. Like, chillin. They're chillin. They're chillin. Just chillin they're just know? very chill. Chillin. Very chill. It's all good, um, man. He doesn't look like trash. He's not. He owns all the one side of the river beside the bank down there, and he's from a real old family to boot. Why is he doing like that? Mm. No, uh, that's just his way, said Jem. Uh, they say he never got over his wedding. He was supposed to marry one of the Splendor ladies, I think. And they were going to have Wait, a... Wait, sorry. He was going to marry Splendor Man. Sorry, Spender. But yeah, Splendor Man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd run out on that one. Fuck it out. I think. And they were going to have a huge wedding. But they didn't. After the rehearsal, the bride went upstairs and blew her head off. Shotgun. Whoa. She pulled the trigger with her toes. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah, I know. Sexy little toes. <laughs> Did they ever know why? No, said Jim. Nobody ever knew quite why, but Mr. Dolphus, they said it was because they found out about his black girlfriend. He reckoned uh, he could keep her and get married too. He's sort of been drunk ever since. Sorry, can we just also establish that she's probably not his fucking girlfriend? Wait, they kind of are now. Well, 
I don't know why I'm carrying on with the accent. <laughs> I just wait, really no, you in. gotta wait for it. Okay, you have got to wait their so turn. He does like live with her now. Like I don't think they I think it's illegal for them to get married, but mm. they do live as a family now and he lives like in their community. So Okay, slightly so. better, but I yeah. have questions about how they started. Oh yeah, it's like and also like he was totally like gonna get married and yeah. also have her on the side and now he's just like, Well, she's dead, guess I might as well move in. Um, yeah, uh, he doesn't sound great. Uh, well, um, he's been sort of drunk ever since. You know, though, he's real good to those children. Good. Jim, I asked, what's a mixed child? Half white, half black. Um, you've seen him, Scout. You know... Fuck's sake, Burke. Okay, you know this isn't coming from me, guys. You've seen him, Scout. You know that red kinky-headed one that delivers uh, for the drugstore? He's half white. They're real sad. Sad? How come? They don't belong anywhere. People of color don't want them because they're half white. White folks won't have them because they're half black. So they're just in-betweens. Don't belong anywhere. But Mr. Dolphus now, they say sh he's shipped two of them up north. They don't mind them up north. Yonder's one of them. So, obviously he's a real stand-up guy because he looks after his kids even though uh, no one lacks children of mixed race. It's also just the thing, isn't it? Like, <clears throat> he's a great person. He looks after him. Yeah. Person. It's like, well, yeah, it's kind of a bare minimum. Bare minimum. Also, he sent some up north. So. <laughs> I'm he... guessing that's because they've got, like, better prospects yeah, up yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they just have a chat about, like, mixed children, mixed race children. Um, so, it's also just, like, no one wants them. Like, they're fucking children. Get a fucking grip of yourself. How fucking... What a sad, sad little life. life. Just like, literally no control over it. Fucking children. Like, no, you can't be part of society because I don't so like fucked. you. Like, uh, no. It's just like, but, but how can you how? be this awful? Yeah. Like... Anyway, they all go into the um, courthouse. Scout, Gem and Dill end up having to sit upstairs with them. Um, so all the black people go upstairs and all the white people um, go downstairs and there's this whole thing like there are these two old white men going in and they're really fucking old and slow and so the black people start coming forward to like start going and like you fucking wait your turn now you fucking die like it's this thing like well i'm from a different generation i mean like, mm. i'm from a different generation where we had respect and it's like mm. well look if you're not going to get with the times die and also you're really slow so fucking you're move really slow and die so um uh the reverend do you remember when they went to um Calpurnia's church mm. um, the reverend there um, he sees them and he's like um, oh if you want to come upstairs with us um, I'm sure we can find you some seats up there and they're like brilliant and then a couple of black people end up giving up their front row seats for the kids which I'm like hey they had those first you they fucking stand yeah. that's his idea like so uh, this is yeah. air of entitlement yeah like yeah. well we are what yeah so they gave up their seats as was you know their duty like no it fucking wasn't no it wasn't but why anyway just like why did entitlement the trial begins <gasps> So the first witness is Hectate. Remember Hectate, the sheriff? Who fucked off when he was on duty. Yeah, literally. There's some rabbits on there. Hey, rabbits! Rabbits! So, um, we've said this, guys. A girl in the Ewell family is accusing Tom Robinson of rape, but we don't know many of the... De I don't know why I'm stuck in the accent. I don't you even realise. Do we don't know many of the details yet, so obviously we're going to be finding out some more details. So he said he was called out to the Ewell property... I don't, I don't know why I'm doing it. A property following reports of a rape and found that Myela Ewell was lying on the floor savagely beaten and she said that Tom Robinson had took an advantage of her and beat her. And um, oh, oh, this is so problematic. Um, Atticus asks Tate if a doctor was called 
And mm. um, now, super problematic, because I'm sure we can all surmise that the Ewells are trying to frame a black man for a crime he didn't do. But the way that the prosecution is treating a potential rape victim is fucking appalling. So literally like, well, you can only be raped if it's very bad, bad doctor. And, mm. and you know, like, there's nothing a doctor can find that actually proves it's rape because it could have just been consensual rough sex. Yeah. There's literally nothing. And doesn't mean anything. <clears throat> so. Also, it's like, well, we can't. I've seen, I know in this context it is different, but it's like, well, we can't believe you, you're a woman. Yeah. It has course. to be verified by a male doctor with a profession first. Yeah. Like, of course. Of course. Of course. course, so, of, course yeah. of course. I just find it frustrating how many books there are that are like, like from a, from, like, obviously this is trying to make more of a racial point of view but it's not doing a very good job of it mm. but from like a feminist point of view it annoys me how many like stories and stuff there are about falsely uh, false allegation rapes mm. and like yeah. things like that and you're just like but it really doesn't happen that often yeah it really doesn't because have you met the justice system like of course this... it's like it's so horrifically traumatic to yeah women. like this whole idea of, like oh she did it to get famous it's like okay in one person who is famous because of rape. Yeah, and literally. I'm asking you to name Virgin one. Mary. <laughs> okay, that's on me. That's <laughs> <laughs> I said the bar too low. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's just so weird. It's like, no one has ever done that. Also, I'm pretty sure the telling she might have been somewhat consenting but she's a child she doesn't have consent to give so virgin mary i stand by what he said i'm locking in that answer but also if you read the bible it's like oh of course i'm happy to carry the child yeah. of god even though me getting pregnant at fucking 12 years old and unmarried in most cases would result in my stoning mm. but lucky for me i have a husband to be who's over 50 oh, who'll look after me lucky mary L- what a lucky lucky girl what a lucky little girl she is so, <laughs> but yeah, like, oh, it just makes me angry. I read a book, sorry, fun mm. tangent, um, that we had to read for school and it was called Disgrace. And it was also, Disgrace. It was just so fucking frustrating because it was about, there was certain South Africans, it was really fucking racist and stupid. Mm. I can't remember the, pur- the purpose of us reading it was because it was like, well, that was racist. Because apparently your school loved racist and terrible books because yeah. you did this as well. Yeah, well, this was worse because mm. uh, in this one, um, this guy who was like, I am missed in misery and depression and my life is terrible because my wife left me because I am terrible and don't have a personality. Mm. So I've gone to go stay with my adult daughter who owns like a farm out on the ranch. Mm. Um, and so he goes to go stay with his adult daughter and she gets raped by uh, three black guys mm-hmm. who like come in and break into the property and everything. And he's very much so like, you've got to report it. And like, you know how um, they always write the thing like, it's like, oh, it's so much more traumatic for like, the the father or the husband yes. because oh someone touched my thing it's in canterbury tales yeah, yeah the m- mother and the daughters are like oh it's okay well, i mean i'm not saying it was a pleasant evening but <laughs> i mean it's not it's no night with you darling don't get me wrong yeah. but yeah this was, this was, she was very much sort of like oh well what are you going to do guess i'll have their babies and guess they'll probably come around and do it again from time to time what yeah. are you going to do and it's just like and then dogs keep getting put down as well in the yeah. book and it's just it's really horrible it but really racist and just like why did you terrible why did you put this trauma on us yeah anyway on that trauma note so um yeah. Atticus get when you look back like that was really weird it was, it was just like, like what was the 
point. Because you know, like, like, oh, we're trying to make an awareness point. It's like, yeah. you didn't make a feminist point because she was just like, oh, that's how it is. Mm. You didn't make a racism point because you just resorted to the stereotype. Yeah. And then dogs died as well. It's like, and we want just, to see some teenage girls cry. It was a point cry. of view of a white man who was terrible being like, my life's terrible. <sighs> Why don't you do something about it? And like, maybe support your daughter in her decisions, maybe. No, that I sounds think I'll just yell at her. Like, right. Great, great, great. Okay. So anyway, Atticus gets Tate to describe the injuries that Mayanna had sustained. Also, like Atticus, like, do you not think that might again problematic? Because I know it's th- that it is fabricated in this case, but mm. do you not think that might be hella traumatic? Now, as a man for the entire audience gathered, could you describe mm. the traumatic injuries to her body for everybody here? No, mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. So um, he like basically says she had a black eye coming up on her right, and she also had finger marks around her neck. Next witness, I have edited it, guys. There was a lot of um, batting around, but those are the I important have a points. I yeah. think this comes up. Well, it can't be on a black eye. Tom Robinson's left-handed. Well, well, hey, fucking spoilers, but it goes deeper <laughs> than that. So yeah, that's the important point. She had a black eye coming up on her right, and there's a whole bit of like, you're a right or her a right. Well, ain't that a interesting point Atticus <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good point and uh, they clear up hurrah so the next witness hurrah 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 is Mr. Robert Ewell the father Gross. so there's um oh, there's this long bit that basically says the Ewells are scum and they live near where all the black people live sorry was this your intro and now calling to the to the uh, stand stand <laughs> look behind me to like for a verification like what is this behind me in my magic courtroom stand thank you <laughs> yeah, i'd like to call robert yule now a little bit of background of mr yule here <laughs> he is he, scum he is scum mm-hmm. he's a terrible person <laughs> we hate him he's ugly <laughs> that you, smell that you all get that's him now mr mr yule if you'll please take the stand and swear on the bible for me <laughs> you, know, you know atticus you suck <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so he's like um He's scum, but he lives near where all the black people live. I do just love this bit because it's true. He's scum, but you know. <laughs> yeah, he lives near them, but the black people say, as they're nice and cozy and nice, and they take a bit of pride in their own. You was just a fucking dumb. He, oh, I saw him last week pissing on his doorstep. <laughs> his doorstep. He's fucking scum. Um, disgusting. And then also, like, when round you off. Clean up? <laughs> round it off with a lovely bit of racism though the only thing that made the yules better than their neighbours was the fact that if you scrubbed them with last soap and hot water their skin came up white oh. and Wait, that didn't Atticus, make... did you say that? no, Scout says it in her narration doesn't, this isn't announced in front of the courtroom well in my brain it is enough for our lovely audience but... it is too Atticus said this all to the jury <laughs> now just to set the scene for y'all <laughs> So, obviously this book is really racist, but it's also like the microaggressions, yeah. like the fact that the black people aren't even allowed to like voice their own story, yeah. and just like literally the story just being told to like white ch- white children, don't know why my accent's going, <laughs> white children, it's just, I just find the whole thing like, because this whole like, and he said this, and I'm just a little scout witnessing it all. Like, it's far too sophisticated for it all just to be, like... Li- and then the fact is fucking like, yeah, we use this as the book to teach about racism. Yes. Written by white people from the point of view of white people. Yeah! Anyway, at that point, I just I didn't overly relate to anything going on. It just kind of got all a bit too much at that point in the notes, clearly. Um, so, <laughs> the judge asks Bob Ewell if he's the <laughs> father. The cha-cha's right. The cha-cha's right. You know what? This all got too serious. Cha-cha, real smooth. 
<laughs> anyway, the judge asks Bob if he's the father of Mayella Ewell, and Bob says, Well, if I ain't, I can't do nothing about it now, or Mars dead. And everyone pisses, and the judge is like, This isn't a fucking joke. <laughs> so, like, did you really think that's appropriate? Well, it's a bit later in there, because obviously, if someone like completely fucks up a trial you have to like say it's a hung trial and like get a whole new jury and do it again and the judge just loses his shit he's like for fuck's sake i will not listen to this again wind it in wind it in you are so annoying <laughs> so um uh yeah the judge is like no fucking no like be serious he's like yes sir fuck's sake yeah. um i think i'm gonna leave it no i'm gonna say this one bit and then we'll leave it there so Bob says he came home with a load of kindling and heard Myella screaming like a hog stuck inside a house. She right. was screaming fit to beat Jesus. I dropped my load and came running and saw... He dropped your load. Yeah. So, well, maybe if you hadn't wanked one out over the time of your daughter <laughs> screaming, you would have got there in time. <laughs> Literally. I dropped my load, giggling, and came running and saw him, points at Tom, rutting on my Myella. So, um, rutting. 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 <laughs> Gross. So, um, that is the very PC version of what he said. So, um, uh, yeah, I've taken out the racial slurs. Uh, yeah. But at this point, the uh, Reverend points at Scout and goes, I think she should go home. <laughs> and, um, and she's like, I ain't going anywhere. And Jem's like, she doesn't understand. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. She's playing video. She's playing Pokemon. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I just imagine this. Like, I know it's been because it's like the local town courthouse. I just imagine it being like a fucking stadium size, like it's because your brain. Yeah. And so, like, just imagine it. Hey, you, you, <laughs> child. You're having gone. The reverend says that he's sitting next to her, not the not the judge. The reverend, reverend judge, same person. <laughs> same same person. Or <laughs> passing judgment. Yeah, judgy, aren't they? <laughs> At the end of the day, are they or are they not all old white men? They are. Well, no, one of them's black. Oh, it's that reference, yes, that's what they were saying. <laughs> are they or are they not all men? They are male. Yeah. Are they or are they not white? That's kind of the point. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> all right, then, guys, we're going to kick off next week with Atticus rising up to ask Bob some questions. Rise up. Rise up. Ask the guy that's making up lies some questions. Does Tom Robinson get to say his part at any point? Yes, so, but you know what? It's so much like, you know, not a massive point in the plot. I've half oh, forgot about it, but yes, he does. Does Mayella? Yes. Mayella. My, My... I, I... Paella? <laughs> Paella gets her moment and it's fucking problematic as shit. <laughs> oh, then it's delicious. <laughs> she just rocks off and gives them all some Paella and uh, then they hey, all take her side. I mean, it was a real smart test. <laughs> strategy when you think about it I like pile. <laughs> thank you everybody we know this is a problematic plot and for fuck's sake it's ridiculous and you will hear the next of the trial next bit of the trial next time it is insane it's so fucked up and it just it makes me angry that this is the book they were like yeah we're gonna use this to educate white children about what? racism what a pinnacle of anti-racism yeah um what we choose a book about we, want, we need to have a book about racism on the syllabus okay well i have this one from the point of view of a white child um they use the m-word a lot and it's written by a white person sounds fucking great <laughs> i mean what else would you choose yeah <laughs> uh if you like what you've heard track us down on the socials we'll be on there and we'll be back next week for the trial continuation take it easy guys bye, bye. and don't need a toad and don't need toads it's the doctor for you <laughs>
For fuck's sake. Bye.